You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The base for our sermon day on this day of Pentecost is from John 15 and 16, where Jesus said, But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. I did not say these things to you from the beginning, because I was with you. But now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the rule of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. You know, many of us fear the truth when it comes to revealing something about us. I'm sure we all know things we just don't want to face. All of us have things that, for which we refuse to admit. Maybe it's something like we eat too much, we're poor housekeepers, we have poor study habits, we're disorganized, we're going nowhere in business, we drink too much, and so forth. But don't let anyone try to tell us any of this ugly truth. Don't let anyone point it out to us. Today we celebrate the coming of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit promised by our Lord Jesus shortly before going out to Gethsemane for his betrayal. And it's great to remember Jesus' promise, the promise that was made manifest as we heard in the first, second reading through the rushing wind, the tongues of fire, and the apostles being able to preach in languages they had never learned. We tend to approach truth with sort of a fear and trembling. In fact, our fear of truth has pretty much put us mean up for grabs today. You know, the assertion out there, there is an absolute truth by which we must measure ourselves and others guarantees that we're going to be branded as mean-spirited. And yet, we're likely comfortable using that measuring stick on someone else and resent it against ourselves. 
That's exactly how King David in the Old Testament felt. You probably remember the story of King David that he gave in to his lustful thoughts. He has an affair with Bathsheba. The result is she becomes pregnant. David worries about his reputation. David is worrying about what are people going to think about me? Not the evil he has committed. So quickly he has Bathsheba's husband Uriah killed. And then in this noble gesture, he takes this grieving war widow in as one of his wives. No one, David hopes, will suspect or be the wiser. But God knows. The story goes on to tell us that God sends his prophet Nathan to David. Nathan appears before David under the guise of seeking advice. And the problem, as Nathan narrates it, is that a rich man with a large flock had a banquet to prepare for a feast. So instead of taking one of his many lambs for the feast, he snatches that single lamb from his poor neighbor. And upon hearing this, David, the former shepherd, is enraged. David demands justice. David is full of indignation. David proclaims, as long as the Lord lives, this man who does this deserves to die. And then things take a dramatic turn. Nathan looks the king straight in the eye and says, you are the man. David, speaking prophetically, announces the ugly truth about David. You know, that ugly truth is hard to swallow when it's applied to us. David found it easy to deal in abstract justice or justice when it's applied to someone else, but David didn't allow the truth to address him. David was so blind to the truth that he didn't see himself mirrored in the description of that rich shepherd then through the power of the Spirit, the words cut through. The words, you are the man. David knew the ugly truth. He knew it not merely because his ears heard it, but his heart heard it and accepted it. He accepted it as God's verdict. God's indictment led him to the truth from which he was hiding, which he had committed murder to cover. And suddenly, with a shame exposed, David stood before God and said, I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. People have a hard time believing there is truth. It's no wonder the masses today believe that truth, well, truth is really what is right for you. That truth is relative. In other words, you have your truth, and I have my truth, and what makes me right and you wrong? And we can well understand Pilate's cynicism. Remember the question to Jesus? What is truth? 
spirit of truth that Jesus describes is not merely to get us to say, I'm telling the truth, or to say, honestly, it happened this way. But the truth testifies and it points to the word. Revealing that God is truth. Jesus is truth. The spirit is truth. God is truth. And he's true to his word. And this is the reality that confronted David. This is the reality that exposed the ugliness of our souls. When we turn away from the goodness of God, God worked through the prophet, the Spirit worked through the prophet Nathan, the result, David repented. And now that same spirit of truth comes to us the way it was promised, convicting the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. We can identify with David. I think we prefer that the ugly reality of our sin sort of remain comfortably hidden. We can concoct some pretty good stories, can't we? To ward off suspicion so that we keep our reputation shining. Luther said, sin masquerades as righteousness. And we may consider ourselves better than the average, that unbelieving sinner. Sure, we accept the truth that God lives in heaven, that God created all things, that that doesn't hurt, but the truth that exposes us and makes us vulnerable before the Holy One, we don't address it to ourselves. Luther also said, people prefer to believe the worst in others. And so we think, well, I look at my life, but there are so many others out there worse than me. And if I can make up for it with a good work of kindness and generosity, God will let it go. But the spirit of truth pierces our darkness. It brings hidden things to light. The spirit comes just as Jesus promised. He said, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he'll convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. It's a spirit that pierces our hearts. It's a spirit that opens our hearts to reality. He comes and says to us, you, you are the man. You are the woman. Not somebody on the nightly news or some convicted felon. And it's not about that evil out there or the evil in that other person or even in the world. But you, you have been convicted. It's the ugly truth. And yet, there's another truth, a beautiful truth, revealed by the Spirit, something for which we can truly praise God and just as the reality of God's word convicts us concerning sin and judgment, the Spirit will convict us of righteousness. 
It's the Spirit who delivers to us the righteousness that our Savior won for us by his death on the cross. Where the truth of the law convicts us of the ugly truth of our sin, it's the gospel that delivers the beautiful truth that despite our sin, God is for us. This is God's reality. God is true to his word. We can celebrate the coming of the Spirit without the fear of the truth that it brings. Jesus died for us. Jesus rose for us. Jesus reigns for us. Jesus prays for us. It's the spirit of the truth that continues to bear witness that because of Christ's redemption, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. It's the spirit who causes us to believe the miracle that when we confess our sins, as John said, God is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us, he says, from all unrighteousness. God did not reject David, who was a confessed sinner, adulterer, and murderer. And neither does he reject us. John also says the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. God loves you. God loves me. And we can live with this reality. God welcomes us into fellowship with him. It's this beautiful truth, this gospel truth, to which the Spirit bears witness. On Pentecost Sunday, we rejoice at the creation of the church, the Spirit building us or guiding us into all truth. Today, we rejoice that though we were dead in trespasses and sin, we were brought to life so that we could be children of God, so that we could be part of God's household. The Spirit of truth is the one who gives us the faith so that we receive the forgiveness of sins life and salvation through the gifts of God, namely his word and sacraments. In God's household, there is life. It's the life of Jesus for the death of this world. For all those who struggle with the ugly truth of pain and suffering in this world, for those who demand to make their own choice and make the wrong choice, for those who see their sin and repent of it. For each and every one of us who bears that load of guilt in place of the ugly truth, the Spirit gives this beautiful truth. Righteousness exchange for guilt. Forgiveness in exchange for shame. And life in exchange for death. And that's what we need. And that's what the spirit of truth 
has come to testify about. The helper has come. He's revealed the truth. The truth that is reality. The truth that brings life. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding guide your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.